episode 1099, 2013's Top 5 Sci-Fi Geniuses Gone Bad. It's a time loop. That's all right. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at warp speed. I'm Matt Anderson. I am Ben DeVone. I don't, I don't mind a time loop when there's a, a cause for it, and I think this one is a good cause. Yeah, in the last episode you mentioned this episode that we originally recorded in, well, we released on January 20th, 2013. It was episode 108, Top 5 Sci-Fi Geniuses Gone Bad. In the last episode here, episode, what, what was it, 1098, you kind of just... We talked through that episode. You talked about your current genius has gone bad. We might even do more Maybe. follow-up on this. We'll see if anybody comes. To, I, I I would bet against it, but it's possible. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So time Oops. loop. I, I kind of thought time loops were a thing of the past. We haven't done one, if I remember correctly. What was the year that I was trying to get us to episode one thousand? It was. It would have been. It, would have been twenty twenty or twenty twenty one when I, we're trying to hit some sort yeah. of anniversary. Yeah, with twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't remember either. But anyways, I don't think we've done it for a year or two. So here we are, yeah. back with time loops. I, I couldn't find just the last one. one. Just one. So Ben, why don't you give me some time travel music? We'll flash back to the past. All right. Yeah, I guess we kind of introed this in the last episode. So yeah, so go listen to that. Yeah. So Ben sent me some ideas for uh, some show ideas. Now that he's back on the show, he and he sent me this great one. I've been coming up with ideas all over. I have ideas I haven't even told you about yet. Left and right, he said. What if we look at sci-fi creators who were once hailed as brilliant and now are de- derided by fans? Derided? Yeah, I, I think that's what it, I meant. I said it wrong. Yeah. Um, George Lucas is the most obvious choice, but there are definitely others that we could bring up. I will not tell you <laughs> a thing about my list. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, this was a good idea. It was a, it was a tricky list. It ended up being harder than I thought. And yeah. I put some alternates on just so we could discuss. Are these better than the top five? But yeah. let's just hit it. Well, and I, I would... Uh, for a couple of mine, I had a kind of a debate of, well, how good were they in the first place, really? You know, they've gotten worse, but were yeah. they ever that good? And so a factor in my list was how far have they fallen? Okay. The factor in my list was I, I wanted chronologically for it to fit that they were good and then got bad. Not just that they oh, not, did some bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, and it's fine if you didn't do it that way because I think it will be good to mix it up. But yeah. I like there's a lot of careers that have a handful of good, a handful of bad, but I kind of wanted there to be a progression towards bad. Yeah, is that what you did or not exactly? Um, yeah, yeah, kind of. And like I had a couple where they've done one good thing, one bad thing, and they made my runner-up list because they oh. hadn't been good long enough. I called mine hits and misses. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Number five. Number five. Uh, an author who I don't think you've actually read, but I think you have one of his books. Okay. Uh, Terry Brooks. Oh, I gave that book away. Author S- sort of, of the Shannara. Shannara series. Okay. Um, yeah, this was one where he's at the bottom of the list or the top, depending on how you look at mm-hmm. it. Uh, because I'm not convinced he was ever good in the first place. Oh. Uh, I loved him as a teenager. He's a great author to read as a teenager. But going back, his stuff definitely doesn't hold up. Uh, in particular, some of his first books are pretty big lord of the rings ripoffs mm-hmm. i said i think he has done enough that is decent to warrant being on the list but definitely his most recent stuff he's kind of devolved into he always does trilogies and they're all uh big print lots of white space 250 300 page books you okay. know he just churns them out uh he's basically become you know a writing factory with the same plot over and over and over again it's utter crap okay. uh i would never read another terry brooks book again so you were not the one that recommended him to me no 
I think that was Kristen Larson. Okay, maybe. Yeah, okay. she's a big fan. The wife of our former worship pastor. Yeah, she Luke, Luke Larson. She listened to the Life Report, and she I think she kind of listens to the Sci Fi. We should so, find out, Kristen, if you're listening. Email us. Let us know. Yeah, email us or Facebook us and say, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was listening. And, um, uh, Andre, when you listen in several months, because he's a little behind. Hey, how's it going, man? Wait, 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 Andre. Well, so uh, we mentioned this in the last episode. We're going to be playing a clip at the end of this episode. That is, this is kind of weird, but we, Ben had got a listener feedback that he kept secret, and then we recorded it after our episodes last week. So at the end of this episode this week, I'm going to post this, or I'm going to add on this thing, and it's a message from Andre, who apparently Ben needs to win over. I do. Not a fan. He's not a fan. But let's wait till they hear it at the end of this episode. All right, give it to me. Number five. Number five for me is actually a, a pretty personal uh, choice on the on the like a personal entry on the list. Um, I needed. I felt like I needed to stand up and just be a voice of reason. I think you might agree with me on this, but in the whole world, there's a, a strong love for this guy, James Cameron. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He made my runner-up list. James Cameron had some awesome movies: Terminator, yeah, Terminator Two, yeah. Uh, he did Aliens, which is the best of the four yeah, alien movies. He also did a TV show that probably a lot of people didn't watch, but and it may, might not even be great, but as a child, I liked it, called Dark Angel. Yeah. But for one movie, I had to put him on this list, because I think this movie's horrible, and it grossed more money than anything else in the history of box office, Avatar. You think it's horrible? Didn't you buy it? No, I, I was gifted it. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I do own it, but I'm thinking about getting rid of it because yeah. it's just well, you do own Batman and Robin too. So not anymore. I got rid of it. You did? Yeah. Go check out my clean shelf. That's everything. Okay. Everything I own is right there. No, you don't actually have to go. I'm gonna go right now. I'll talk loudly. Okay. Tell me if you see anything that you don't think I should own. Um. Well, you've got Superman. Superman. I did. I do Superman have the four. The four movie set of Superman, but I I haven't watched all of them. If that makes you feel any better. Uh, Rain of Fire. I hate it. No, I love Rain of Fire. Reign of Fire starring Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey. Um, who haven't seen Alien versus Predator, but I don't think I oh, like it. But if you pull them out, you'll notice that they're unopened. They're I unopened. bought them after Prometheus so I could see everything that had to do with Alien. Yeah, I mean, it's a decent, you got a decent show. I clean things Spider-Man up quite a bit. Three. You have Spider-Man 3. Well, I have 1, 2, and 3. It's a oh. complete collection. Yeah. I don't have Amazing Spider-Man. That though. was not good radio. No, I think it was pretty good. People got to know me a little bit. Yeah. So, so Ben uh, Reed's Matt Anderson's DVD shelf. <laughs> so Avatar, I, there's so many people that like it. I needed to to be the voice in the wilderness. Yeah, I saw it once. I thought it was okay. Um, didn't love it. But yeah, James Cameron made my list too. I can't believe that there's a two and three coming out of an uh, Avatar. Out of four, apparently. Four? Yeah, he's just going nuts. To me, it was Pocahontas all the way. It was the story of America, or not America, the Europeans coming over and taking over Against the Native Americans. Wasn't John Carter kind of the same thing, though? Mm, not exactly, because, well, there were... Well, okay, interesting you said, because James Cameron said flat out that he took from John Carter in oh. the making of Avatar. Yeah. But I think John Carter did it better. I oh, between the two half. movies, I would say John Carter oh, is my See, preferred. I actually watched all of Avatar, so I would take Avatar okay. over John Carter. Number four. Number four, another Terry fantasy author. Terry Goodkind. He wrote a fantasy series called The Sword of Truth that one of our listeners, Raul, has just... Oh, are, you, are you friends with Raul? Yeah, I am. Yeah, he's oh, a good guy. Yeah, he is a good guy. Really good guy. He was just uh, commenting. We were talking about the Wheel of Time series oh, that wait. just ended. While you're talking, I think Raul has something new I want to plug for him. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He does have something new. Um, and he had mentioned that uh, he's reading the Sword of Truth series, and so that got me thinking about it again. 
this series started out pretty good. Not great, but it started out pretty good. Uh, it eventually got really preachy. Really, really, really preachy. And uh, the writing got bad uh, and continued to deteriorate all the way up until the last book. And I got halfway through the last book and quit, even Whoa. though I was like 13 books into the series because it was that bad. It got to the point where it was unbearable to read another word. That's – wow. I really rarely quit a book, so that's a pretty strong, strong thing you just said there. Well, I, I quit books much more often than you do. Oh, I almost never quit a book, which might be part of the reason why I never finish books. Like, <laughs> I don't make, it doesn't really make sense, but I, I'll stay committed to really trying to finish it if I can. You do, and I think we've learned over the course of this joke over the last two years that uh, you have finished some of the books that yeah. you were on your I, list. I really have. I do stick with you it. You have. Okay. Um, here is what Raul has done. He has a new website called The Christian Geek. Yeah, I was looking at some. I, I like what he had to say. It's uh, the subtitle is "Geekery from a Christian Worldview." Was it? Now, what's what? Give the full URL so people can yep, find sure. it. Thechristiangeek.wordpress.com. But it looks like you might be able to get there through thechristiangeek.net. Oh, um, but so this is what he says. I just want to plug this for him. Welcome to the Christian Geek. It's pretty safe to say this is this will not be your typical blog. Tech, gadgets, sci-fi, and geekery in general are welcome here, as well as Christian thought and perspectives. Though you don't often see them together, there is no reason why they shouldn't mix. So, um, he goes on the same more, but I I think that's a good thing. I'm kind of disappointed. I wish Raul was uh, a writer on the sci-fi Christian. Maybe we could let him cross-post things. Yeah, if he wants to. That way it can promote his website. If you are interested, Raul, let us know. Yeah, kind of be a guest uh, poster sometimes with us. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, good. So, that's the invitation, Raul. All right. Number four. Number four for me is somebody we were just talking about on the news episode. Famous. You had said that this guy actually has his hand in so many things. He's producing everything. I put <laughs> Steven, the beard? Steven Spielberg. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. Um, so as I, I said. thought about him. I'm, I, I, for me, I had to prove it to myself with these hits and misses. Yeah. So here are some hits. E.T. Jurassic Park. Oh, oh, before I go on. When I listed things as hits and misses, I tried to do generally recognize hits and misses so not your so preference. not necessarily my preference and i'll gotcha. say if i feel strongly um hits et jurassic park minority report which is actually one i really like yeah, yeah raiders of the lost ark indiana jones and temple of doom and but that's some temple people, of doom was a yeah, miss some people think that's a miss what about last crusade indiana jones i love okay i i actually think temple of doom is worse than king okay. of the crystal skull so i was wavering should i put that on the misses or not i decided to put all the classic indiana jones on top and then for misses we've got ai artificial intelligence i like that one jurassic park oh i hated i only saw it once a long hate. time ago hate. 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 hate 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 uh yeah jurassic Are you park against it three I'm pretty against it. Um, I put War of the Worlds on his misses. Yeah, that was bad. But I didn't mind it as much as I as other people. And then, of course, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with Indiana yeah, Jones. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you're kind of focusing on just his sci-fi movies. Completely. Is that what oh. you did? Yeah, yeah. Well, because but, we're the sci-fi Christian. I looked right. at other – because Lincoln. He just did Lincoln, yeah. which I heard was unbelievable. It's supposed to be spectacular. Um, so I'm just looking at sci-fi. Okay. In that case, yes, I think you could say he has gone bad. Yes. I was thinking of of him more, you know, as an artist as a whole, and that kept him off my list. But yeah, yeah, you're right. There were yeah, because if you look at the hits and misses, I I did leave off the non. But yeah, I mean, when I was looking through his list, Lincoln, I have to see that. Everybody says it's the greatest thing ever. So and Vampire Hunter. So yeah, yeah. Number three, 
Orson Scott Card, the author of Ender's, Ender's Game. Game. I love Ender's Game. The, okay, so this guy crossed my mind, but yeah. I've only read Ender's Game. I just have heard the others aren't as good. Right. And so I didn't feel justified. Well, the S- Speaker for the Dead is phenomenal. I love that book. I love both those. And then uh, some of the other Ender books, Ender Shadow's pretty good. Um, you know, the sequels to Speaker of the Dead are, are decent. Uh, but then they get pretty bad, and he has not written a decent book in years. Are you familiar with his writing for comics at all? Uh, I read some of his Ultimate Iron Man when he did that. Did you like that? Uh, I can't remember him well enough. Okay. Um, but his Alvin Maker series I thought was bad. He has a Memory of Earth or something like that that's not that great. So he he's written a couple brilliant books and not a lot of good otherwise. I think he produced with Marvel Ender's Games comics. I haven't oh, checked be. those out. Yeah. And of course, there's the Ender Game movie coming yeah, out yeah, this so, fall. Yeah, I think November. Harrison Ford's in it. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about that. I love that book. So, it just I've so only good. read Ender's Game. Yeah, I it took a little bit for me to get into it. And at first, there were parts in the middle where I was like, I don't get why this is important. Specifically, I won't be too specific, but uh, I won't spoil anything. But when he was playing some of the games, getting yeah. used to, the, I, I didn't know how it was all going to tie together, and then. It, it has did. an awesome ending. Yeah. So, all right. Good. Good choice. Number three. For number three, for me, I put the Wachowski brothers. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I forgot them. That That's okay. that's a good one. Um, And for hits, of course, Matrix. I put V for Vendetta, although a lot of people don't like V for Vendetta. You haven't mm. even seen it. I, I kind of hated the graphic novel, though. You should borrow my movie someday and just okay. watch it. I have it on Blu-ray. I'll borrow it. Um. You can take it tonight if you want. Oh, yeah, uh, misses. Now, I do disagree with these two misses, but I think they're Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions are revolution are more thought of as misses. Would you agree with that? I actually, uh, most people don't like think Revolution is the worst. I think it's it's decent. Reloaded is so the first half of that movie is unwatchable. Yeah, I don't like the first half of Reloaded, but I I love the second half. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I love it. I yeah, it's a pretty pretty weak movie though i I, w- I would put those as misses overall i also put on there speed racer and yeah. this is not fair because i haven't seen it but i've heard bad reviews of cloud atlas i, I want to see that one but no, yeah I, the jury would be out yeah so just to be fair i haven't seen it i can't i'm not anti-recommending it but i haven't heard good things so if you watched it and loved it they could potentially move to the comeback list that we'll be talking about yes exactly so spoiler alert come so back we'll list. but for now number based two. on what we've seen they are a miss Okay, number two. Number two, Frank Miller, author of The Dark Knight Returns. Oh, I'm surprised you put him on the list. Daredevil Born Again. Well, actually, interesting story here. Um, I was reading an article on the website io9. Do you ever go to io9.com? Here and there, but I don't go there proactively. I'll sometimes see links. Yeah, they have some really fun stuff. They had a list of the top ten worst Frank Miller panels in his comics that were just laughably bad and and the emphasis was on how he had gone bad and so reading that article i thought you know we should do an episode like this in the sci-fi christian of people like frank miller who have gone bad uh so yeah some of his dark his dark knight returns is awesome that's where you got the idea for the show yeah i stole it um no shame there no but uh all-star batman and robin terrible Terrible. Have you terrible. read Terrible. Oh, I've read some of it. I stopped. I th- okay, so when Borders was going out of business, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember this, but I was picking up some different graphic novels so I, because right. I could get them for a much lower rate. And I called you about that one because at the time, I don't know if we've talked about this in the air. Maybe we have. But 
Ben and I had some ideas in the works to to put together. Oh yeah, we were, we're going to write a book. We we're going to write a book together based on uh, episode three or four, Dark Knight on Trial. So the yeah. idea was, as Dark Knight Rises was looming, we'd put together this book. Ooh. Reboot. We'll get an outfit. The reboot. Yeah, and so we put together this book that, from a Christian perspective, is Batman morally justified in what he does. Yeah. So I started buying a lot of Batman titles just to read through them. And I called you about Batman Robin and or, or All Star Batman Robin. I believe you said don't read that one. Don't read it. It's terrible. Yeah, I just had that memory. Yeah, it just so, came back to me like a flashback. I mean, he and especially you know reading some of the stuff in Io 9s column, which I hadn't read all the books that they had listed, but there was just some laughably bad stuff, especially his. Uh, Holy Terror or whatever it was that came oh, out a couple years ago. I heard that that just came out kind of at a bad time. Like, it might have been good if he would have released it when it was... Uh, like, from what I was reading, it looked really racist and oh, terribly yeah. written and terribly drawn. Well, he, like, hates Muslims. Muslims. Yeah. So, uh, he gets it for that as well, because we at the Sci-Fi Christian are against racism. Yes, and... Officially. We are pro-Christian, though. Yeah. We're anti-other religions. <laughs> Well, we're anti those religions spreading, but we like the people in them. Oh, yeah. We, for love, the most we love all people. Well, we love people. I think Jesus, I don't know if we love Hitler. You think Jesus loved Hitler? Uh, yeah, but I think he was a little annoyed with him. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Like, come on. Well, what's come on, deal, hit. man. Come on, hit. What you doing? <laughs> you think he called him hit? <laughs> You think his friends called him Hit like Joseph Goebbels? Hey, Hit! Uh, Just know. call him up at the middle. Like, what you doing, Hit? Hey, hit me up. Oh. I, I can't sleep. Okay. I can't sleep. Whose turn is it? Uh, <laughs> number two. I think we should not that, do more. Are you, Frank Miller, number two? Yeah, yeah. We should not do more uh, Hitler reenactments. Okay. <laughs> okay, give it to me again. Number two. Number two. Um, I'm surprised you left him off the list. I, I know it is totally obvious, but yeah. it has to be George Lucas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, it was just too easy. I know. And I didn't want it, my list to be predictable. Okay. That's why I put him in the title uh, yeah. to make it obvious that, yeah, George Lucas is is the list. Yeah, he is He is the number one. But oh, I, I yeah. didn't want to make him number one because actually when I first – and you'll probably know this, but let's not spoil it for the audience. When he first gave me this idea, I immediately had somebody come to mind yeah. so that he's my number one. But George Lucas, number two. I think we're going to have the same number one. Uh, Star Wars, four, five, and six were his hits. Amazing. Star Wars, one, two, and three were his misses. Yeah. Has he done anything else? Red Tails. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Anything else? Nope. What was his involvement with Indiana Jones? I think he wrote it. Okay, but he didn't direct. No. Spielberg directed, he wrote. How big of a deal do you think it is that... That's right. Spielberg threw him under the bus for the nuking the the bridge. That was hysterical. Best friends. It was George. <laughs> yeah, so George Lucas, he has to be on the list. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, so I don't think we need to explain. I'm glad you put him on. Good, thank you. Number one, Ben. Should we say it together? Do you, I mean, do you have M. M. Night Shyamalan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. So, How the mighty have fallen. This is the most disappointing to me because I loved him oh, so much. Oh, he was and so good. Honestly, he still kind of got me. Like, right now... I'll still kind of see anything he does. The only thing I haven't seen is happening because you keep on calling it. Have you seen Wait, uh, no, I'm, Last Airbender? I'm setting you up. Oh, okay. You call the happening. The crappening. That's right. So here's some hits. Sixth Sense. Yeah. Unbreakable. Yeah. Signs, which I love. I love Signs. And for Mrs., everything else he has ever done. See, I always like to say that he, he went insane halfway through the village. I actually think the first half of the village has a really good setup for an awesome M. Night Shyamalan movie, okay. and it just goes off the rails. I saw the village in the theaters, and in the middle of it, I figured out the – I mean, I suspected what the ending would be. Yeah. So then when it was that, 
I remember thinking, well, it wasn't that obvious. Wasn't that what? I mean, I, when it was supposed to be the big reveal, I thought that that's what we were supposed to be thinking all along. Right. I didn't realize it was like a secret. Yeah. So I won't spoil you. But uh, I saw the Lady of the Water or Lake or later, Lady in the Water. Not a good so movie. bad. And there was a point in that one even where I'm just going to spoil a little bit. There started to be kind of like almost a super team was being formed. Did uh-huh. you see that? Yeah. And at that point, I was like, oh, maybe this is something. The funniest part of Lady in the Water, though, is that there's a character who's a writer whose work is going to change the world. And they're they're going to revolutionize humanity. And, of course, M. Night Shyamalan cast himself in that role, which, yeah. <laughs> which is just hysterical. Oh, yeah. I forgot. He cast himself in everything, just like uh, Alfred Hitchcock would yeah. put, like have some sort of cameo in everyone. Um Okay, but what I was trying to say is, because his early films were so good, he still kind of has a hook in me. I know. Only one I haven't seen is last year. I saw that. And was it terrible? I mean, I think I'd heard it was so terrible, I went in expecting just the worst. And it wasn't the worst, but it's not good. Yeah. Uh, but like this new one, A.E. with Will Smith and, and uh, Son Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Son Smith. That's awesome. Uh, I'll see that. I will forever be known on the sci-fi Christian as Son Smith. Um, oh, The Happening. I haven't seen that but yeah. because you said it was like... We have to watch The Happening together. Should we do sometime. a Happening movie review? Absolutely. We okay. have to watch it together sometime. It's, um, it's hysterical. So, otherwise, so he's just... I think he could have a comeback with After Earth. Maybe. We'll see. So, the reason he's number one for me is because it actually hurts me. He yeah. kind of hurts me. I, I love Unbreakable and Science. Those are two amazing movies. Yeah. Sixth Sense was good, but Unbreakable and Science are oh, they're so much, masterpieces. They're, absolutely. Love them both. And uh, he has completely fallen off the edge of the earth. Um, so you had sent me a message this morning. You said... Well, should we do some runners-up before what? we get to the other guys? Oh, yeah. Good thinking. Go ahead. Runners-up. Uh, okay. So my runners-up, Patrick Rothfuss, author of... Uh, oh, I'm blinking on the names. Uh, the King Killer Chronicles. What's the name of the first book? The Name of the Wind. I was like, are you really asking me? <laughs> and then that was a great book. And then the sequel came out, Wise Man's Fear. Hated it. But he made the runners-up list only because uh, I just have two from him. So not in a big enough sample size. The runner-up I have, I kind of want to say for the ones that are on the edge. Okay. Do you want me to just read through my runners-up? Yeah, read them all. Uh, Frank Herbert, author of Dune. Um, the later Dune books get pretty weird and bad mm-hmm. and uh, he really did nothing else of note david goyer who is the writer of dark knight didn't he also help write cabin in the woods uh no no that's, no, that's drew goddard, goddard. yeah okay, sorry. um he's done some really good stuff but he's also anytime he gets away from christopher nolan he seems to make absolutely atrocious material so he makes the list frank darabont oh no yeah who uh shawshank, shawshank loved that movie green mile loved that movie i like the mist but you know the first season and a half of walking dead are so bad that uh that's why he gets on the wow list. so yeah because he is kind of drifting you would say kind of like a little bit of a, a drift towards oblivion yeah yeah Drift. and then uh ursula k Le Guin, only in the context of the earth sea series oh did they get they get like worse and worse yeah and then uh, James Cameron. I also had on good, my list. Good. Um, okay, I do have one runner-up, I suppose. I don't know where else he would fit on my list. Chris Carter. Oh, I yeah, have yeah, hits, yeah. X-Files, misses, X-Files. The rest of the X-Files. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I keep wanting to see him do something else also, but uh, I think his time might have passed. Yeah, I, I would agree. Because his name is never really thrown around anymore. Like no. Fans like ourselves know him, but I don't think most people know him anymore. No. Um, I really... I thought for sure... Because I had so many misses in my head for Michael Bay, 
Michael Bay, not Blay. Yeah. Michael Bay. I thought, okay, maybe he'll be one. And so I went through and I started, because I, what I would do is I'd look through the list, the director's list of movies, and yeah. I have my hits and misses, and I'd start filling out the misses. And so I kept on waiting as I was going earlier to write a, a hit. So I had Mrs. Armageddon. I had The Island. Transformers 1, Transformers 2, Transformers 3. I even put in parentheses, and I'm assuming Transformers 4. <laughs> Just, uh, it already is on the Yeah. And so, unfortunately, the hits... There was none. ...was blank. <laughs> so he can't be a genius gone bad. So, no, he's nothing. Yeah. He just... Yeah, so not Michael Blay. Yeah. Michael Bay. Or Michael I, Blay. I keep saying Michael Blay. But maybe with that Pontius Pilate movie, he'll, uh, yeah, he'll have turn it around. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, listen to last episode for that reference. So this morning, you sent me a message that said, let's also look at a list of artists that are in danger of going bad and maybe some comeback artists. Yeah. So um, do you mind if I start? Go for it. I call my comeback artist Once We're Lost and so Now. We're, we're doing comeback first. Yeah, comeback. Okay. Once We're Lost and Now Are Found. I like it. Um, this is going to be a surprise, but you might remember if you go way back, Joss Whedon. Oh, he he. I mean, his original Buffy movie, nothing to really go back and watch. Yeah, kind of lame. I don't think anybody would have ever suspected watching that that this is going to be like lead into one of the most popular cult series of all time. Um, and then Alien Resurrection, which was the fourth. Yeah, that was horrible. Bad. That was bad. Like one. Uh, I, I don't use this lightly when I say in my top five least favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah. It could easily be there. But then I put for hits. Everything else he has ever done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toy Story. Yeah. Um, Buffy. Angel. Yeah. Dollhouse. Firefly. Yeah. Avengers. Cabin yeah. in the Woods. Uh, I haven't seen Much Ado About Nothing, but... That's because it's not out yet. It's going to be awesome, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what am I missing that he's done? Uh, some comics. He's done some comics. Oh, yeah. Astonishing oh. X-Men. Yeah. So, Joss Whedon. Dr. Horrible. Can't forget Dr. Horrible. Yes. I can't believe I did forget it. Yeah. So, yeah. Joss Whedon, I love him. Yes. Uh, my comebacks. Who were those all your comebacks? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Uh, Robert Jordan, author of the Wheel of Time series, which just ended this last week. Yeah, I saw you finish the Final 13th book. book. 14th book. 14th book. Yeah. How was it? Was it satisfying? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I'm so... It's... Weren't you worried he wasn't going to finish it before he died? He is dead. Oh. He's been dead <laughs> He's been dead since 2007. Oops, Daisy. (laughs) Um, So this was Brandon Sanderson finished the last three books off of his outline notes. Uh, And then he has chapters here and there that he wrote some of. And the last chapter in the book is entirely him, which is kind of cool. He wrote – he knew how he wanted to hold him to end? Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. So he he wrote the very last chapter. Was that sort of – I know this is silly to say, but was it a little bit moving to read that last – like knowing it's by the original author who's now dead? Well, and I started reading – cancer, right? Uh, I think so. Something took sure. him early. Yeah. But I started reading these books when I was 14 years old. Yeah. So to think about, you know, as I was reading the last one, just reflecting on how much my life has changed yeah. from reading them. So very cool experience finishing the series. Yeah. Uh, but for as much as I'm a fan and – uh, uh, Let me zoom real quick. I think that that's what a lot of people that are a little younger than us feel about Harry Potter. Probably. Because they started at this young age and then they finish it in their adulthood. And yeah. it's not just – you know watching harry and those guys grow but like watching themselves where have they come since they read the first book yeah so go ahead um i i can't objectively rate the series because of that very well but being objective as i can some of the middle books are dreadful Mm -hmm. they the action gets really 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 slow and uh, 8, 9, and 10 are the worst offenders in the series. Okay. Uh, particularly 10. There's a big event that happens at the end of book 9. Uh, 
at all book 10 is is different characters reacting to that event nothing else happens nothing moves the plot forward it's 700 pages of people just oh look what happened can you i don't know if this is going to be easy with 14 books can you give an idea of what wheel of time is about it's about uh basically there's an evil power that is threatening to destroy the world and uh, it was sealed away several centuries ago or I think even millennia ago, by a dude named Luz Theron, also known as the Dragon. And now that power is breaking out into the world again, and Luz Theron has been reborn. And it's about uh, his discovery, the person who turns out to be the Dragon, of figuring out who he is and what his destiny is. The Dragon is the good guy? Yes. Okay. And uh, eventually his victory over the Dark One. What's the world like? Is it a fantasy world? Yeah, it's a fantasy world. So it's not modern, right? I mean, like not cityscapes? No, no, no fantasy world so starts out like the beginning feels very tolkien-esque where it's you know farm boy going off an adventure but it it goes way crazier than that and gets very complex really an amazing series that is joseph campbell's hero's journey oh yeah definitely yeah i mean it's very much old school kind of if you think about fantasy prior to George R. R. Martin throwing out all the rules and making everybody mm-hmm. a bad guy, back when it was clear good versus evil, mm-hmm. very much an example of that vein of fantasy literature. Good. So really enjoyed it. Uh, Stephen King made my list. Oh. That's the guy who's come back more times than you can count. Like just back and forth? Oh, yeah. I mean, in a sense, he, he writes so much stuff that he's written a lot of crap. He's written a lot of great stuff. Most recently – uh, most recent one I've read by him is Under the Dome, which I hated, but I've heard you know the Kennedy one is good. He has another Dark Tower book out. Uh, a new one? Uh, kind of like it's a side story within the original chronology. I've decided with Stephen King, and this is going to sound lame to readers, but I think I'm just going to listen to the audiobooks because yeah. I want to be able to absorb his storytelling. Yeah. But I don't have time or maybe even the commitment to sit down with his books. Yeah. But I, but, I mean... Like, for example, um, 112263 was 30 discs. And, oh, this is big news, actually. Remember how I started The Stand and never finished it? Yeah. You're going to finish? I picked up the audiobook of Whoa. it. But it's 37 discs. Oh, my gosh. And so I thought about just starting from the point I was at. Yeah. But it's been over a year since I read. You should go back. So I just started over just last week. So The Stand will be finished. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> so I think in 2013, we could finally do... Our first episode of the, the stand bo- read along. <laughs> no, the books of lost podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. So, yeah, which is was the first idea of a podcast we ever had. Yeah, to take that was the kind books. of the uh, sci-fi Christian kind of was the evolution of that mm-hmm. idea a little bit. Yep. So, or we could just do the stand read along episode <laughs> that we promised in 2011. Yes. Last person on my comeback list, Peter Jackson. Oh, that was a good comeback. Yeah, I mean. What did he do between? He did uh, King Kong, oh, which yeah. was disappointing, disappointing. and uh, Lovely Bones, which I didn't see. Nobody else did. Um, but then, you know, just looking at the sense of dread that builds about The Hobbit co- mm-hmm. coming up to its release, it's going to be too stretched out. I, you know, and and he's gonna he's gonna insert a bunch of crap that wasn't in the books. I was ready to hate that movie. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was a complete comeback for me. Completely validated him in his career. Good. So you could say that, well, was it an imaginary fall? Kind of, but King Kong was pretty boring. Okay. Yeah, so, that's a good one. Yeah. Good. Do you have any more on that list? That is my comeback list. All right. So now now we're going to take a step back and look at who's on the edge. Who's Danger. Close. Danger. Yeah. Danger. Who's close? Um, I only have one. How many do you have? I have four. You do two. I'll do one. You do two. Sam Raimi. You know what? I researched him a little bit. Uh, because he was on my mind, Spider-Man 3, of course. Um, 
But he's got Wizard of Oz coming out this year. And it looks terrible. I think it looks so bad. I'm optimistic. Okay. Well, we'll see. That's why he's on deck. Okay. That's why he's on deck. So basically, this, the, what's it? What's the real title? The Great and Powerful Oz? Is that the real title? Uh, I think Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, something like that. This is going to be the deciding factor. So we'll come back and we'll tell you, is he over the edge? Is he gone? Or is is he resurrected? Joss Whedon (gasps) on deck. No. Yeah. He can't be. Avengers was so disappointing. Not to me. Wasted talent. And if he, if he, descends his career into doing stuff that's fun but not deep it's a waste of his talent and uh, a complete abandonment of how he used to do things how much do you think he's caught up in his own um fanboyness right now way too much because we know he's been a comic fan for years yeah. like since childhood so for him to have this opportunity to metal no metal is not the right word but to play around in the marvel universe and have this power it's got to be a dream come true, but then, like you had said earlier, we're missing the chance to see – he is such an intelligent writer, yeah. and he can come up with such creative new ideas. It does kind of stink for us as fans to not be able to see – I mean, look at Cabin in the Woods. Uh, yeah. It's so original. Um, Dollhouse, some of the philosophical questions it was asking that, that we never really got to see come to fruition um, – you know, I, I could go on. And that's why he's on the list. It's not that Avengers is bad. Mm-hmm. It's that it lacks that intelligence and the depth that his other stuff did. And if he go- keeps going down that road, it'll be a wasted second half of his career. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so that is why he makes the danger, danger list. Okay, I have one. All right. Uh, John Favreau. Oh, yeah. So I, I didn't know this, but he actually did Elf, which is definitely a sci-fi Christian. Oh, I didn't like it. Because, um, you know, Santa Claus and uh, yeah. a little yeah. mythicalness. Yeah. So Elf. He did Iron Man 1, of course. Yeah. Uh, so Iron Man 2, I have to say, Ooh, I'm a fan. I'm you are not, not a fan. I, I, am, I am against it. Yes. So almost, it's almost universally not liked. Yeah. I like it. So I put it on the misses list because more people don't like it. And then Cowboys and Aliens. Did you see this? No. Pretty bad. That's what I heard. Yeah. And so the, those last two were huge summer blockbusters. His name was attached in a good way. I don't know if it is necessarily good anymore. He's on yeah. the edge. Yeah, so he 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 hasn't had done enough to be considered complete miss for you. I think. Well, I think it's telling that they took him off of Iron Man three. Yeah, um, he's still going to be an actor in it because yeah. he plays Happy. I think that's the character's yeah. name. But anyways, yeah, I think we'll have to see what his next big movie is to be able to tell. You know who else should have been on our runner-up list? Hmm. Tim Burton. Because, because he's uh, he's so gone creative. bad. Oh. He, he's gone bad. He's he did some decent stuff early on. I've always not liked him really. Okay, I mean I like the first Batman. I guess I like Batman Returns. Um, I can respect Nightmare Before Christmas for what it is, even though I don't really like that style. Yeah, but I didn't like the Alice that much. I didn't. I didn't like Charlie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Um, never saw Corpse Bride, but it's called Corpse Bride. Yeah, <laughs> that's decent. I don't like him. Why? What were your his, hits and misses? Well, I liked Edward Scissorhands and Batman Returns, and you know, Big Fish is okay, but he has he has done a lot of crap recently, so he he would make my uh, runner up list in reverse. Good. Anything more to that, or should we get to some Wait, sci-fi? I feedback? thought you said you had two more. Oh, oh, you're right. I didn't didn't finish. J.J. Abrams is a, a danger, danger, danger. I thought about him, but why? What has he done that really put you over the edge? Besides Ooh, Super, Super 8 was but, bad, but he's had so many failed TV shows well, since uh, but You say that, but actually name them. Uh, uh, Alcatraz. Okay. What okay. was the one with the uh, one cop dude? 
The, the oh, undercover. Uh, undercover. Uh, is he in- responsible for revolution or is that someone yeah. else? But that's yeah. going well. Yeah, but it looked kind of crappy. It's not great, but it's doing well. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's, doing well is not the uh, okay. criteria here. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, you know, but I don't think he's going to go over the edge because Star Trek Into Darkness looks awesome. But if for somehow it turns out to be crap and he does that back-to-back with Super 8, he's done. Okay, finished. Uh, and then finally, Bill Willingham. The author Fables. of Fables. Okay, so as you know, I'm really behind on Fable. Yeah. Well, I don't know, really behind. The last trade I read from you was like December in 2011. Yeah. So it's been a while. And you stopped picking up the trades. Yeah. Um, the first 75 issues are amazing, but the quality has definitely gone down, downhill since then. And uh, too too much saturation. He's launching too many Fables side books. Um, and it's just going to dilute the product too much. So I don't think he's there yet, but he's headed in that direction. I think of the four that I've listed, I think he's most in danger of going bad uh, with J.J. Abrams most uh, likely to avoid falling off the cliff. Let's talk briefly about Bill Willingham. Yeah. I, re- I informed you via Facebook yeah. that there he's actually started. I didn't know this. He's from Minnesota. Did you know that? Yeah. He's starting his own comic con and you can't go for some reason well just let me let, hear me out he's starting his own comic con in in minnesota in yeah. march yeah. it's gonna be like a fables con i don't um i think it, the full title is fable town and beyond yeah so it's the idea is it's not a comic con where like superheroes are invited it's just this kind of i mean maybe fantasy but more like fairy tale type comics yeah are all being invited and they've got some pretty big names it's in rochester minnesota which is only two hours away from us yeah I might be able to go. We got to go. I don't want to say no, but I don't okay. want to say yes. I just yeah. hate to commit two months ahead of time. So um, there's a chance we could go, but I, I guess I just wanted the listeners to know if you're in the Midwest area or if you want to come out to Minnesota, we could do a, we could do a sci-fi Christian meetup. Yeah. If that actually happens, I'll make it a priority. Okay. If there's enough listeners that want to meet us down there, I'll do it. Yeah. But so far, I only have you, and I see you every week anyways. I know. And we're back, listeners, and I hope you enjoyed that. Flashback to 10 uh, years ago. I'll be honest, I'm pretty nervous about this one playing because since we found out I I, I named Frank Herbert. Yeah. As a, <laughs> I, I don't know what I said, but I'm sorry I said it. I, I disavow whatever it is I said about Frank Herbert. I should not have said 10 years ago. I'm, I'm sorry. Bad take. Uh, I, I was wrong. Uh... I have no excuse. Yeah, I haven't re-listened to this one, but I am thankful to our friend Brian, who has SFC.blue, that helped us know about the episode content so we could talk about it on the last episode here. So, Brian, thank you, and listeners, thank you to you. That that might be my single worst take in the history of this podcast. All right, we'll find out. I know there's not a lot to choose from, but, but that's a bad one. Hey, you know, since we are here and it's a time loop, we like to give them a little something extra. We made some... It looks like we... Oh, no. I don't want to even read this. Oh, my gosh. We made some guesses, it looks like, on sci-fi comebacks. or either these. Sorry. These are either guesses or these are our current beliefs on sci-fi comebacks. Okay. Is this from the episode they just listened yes, to? From, yeah, but this is our fresh take on it now okay. here, 10 years later. So, you, we don't know because we have not listened to what you guys just listened to. No, we haven't. I haven't heard this episode in 10 years. Here's what who you thought... Was going to make a comeback. Either 
again, you either thought they were going to make a comeback or you believed they were currently making a comeback. Okay. Here we go. Robert Jordan. Uh, wait. Wasn't this he a, dead? This is in 2013. Was he dead in 2013? I think so. All right. I, Stephen <laughs> King. Okay. And Peter Jackson. Oh, I was wrong on that one. I went on to name only one, and his name is Joss Whedon. <laughs> I was wrong about I wonder why you thought he was going to make a comeback. Was this after Age of Ultron? Here are some people that we said are in danger of going bad, but not bad yet. Okay. Sam Raimi. Where are they at now 10 years later? I, I, I think about the same. I don't know. All right. Joss Whedon, you named... Jo- uh-huh. I'm naming your list, actually. So uh, that's you fantastic. Four. Number four for you, Sam Raimi. Number three, Joss Whedon. I called it. I was so right. Guess what? Guess who your number two is? I, I don't know. J.J. Abrams. Oh, my gosh. The source of the whole Holy last episode. Holy crap. I, I nailed it. Wow, I'm good. <laughs> so the, the episode that made us do this time loop, you named it. I, that's partial redemption right. for uh, naming Frank Herbert. Number one. Bill Willingham, the writer for the comic book series Fables. You know what? I'll stand by that because when I eventually went back and reread Fables uh, and read the ending, I did not feel like it held up that well. All right. I only named one person that was in danger of going bad, and that's John Favreau. I think he did go bad. He's pretty involved with Mandalorian, so depending on how you feel about that. Well, I hate Disney. I hate Star Wars. Uh, I hate him. So... Pretty oh, bad. You hate him? You hate him? No, yeah, you don't hate no, him. Not, I don't know him, but I, when I I have a negative opinion of him. Uh, we mentioned in this episode that we are currently at 182 likes on Facebook. I don't know where we're at today, but listeners, it's a good reminder. If you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, <laughs> why yeah, not go ahead yeah, and do it? Yeah. We don't really do a lot with social media. No. I think something that... Let's just be real here at the end of this, this podcast time loop. Uh... We were really on the forefront of podcasting, I think. Like we were. It probably kicked off around 2005. Five years later, we're hopping on the. It's not. It wasn't a bandwagon. We st- we got started around 2010. Launched this show in 2011, and then now it's like everybody it's, it's passed us by. It has. Like there's whole. I was just listening to a podcast where they were referencing their own podcast and how to make it successful, and they're talking about social media and how every podcast now, like the big ones, have their audio version like we do but they also have a youtube version which we never went that direction no then uh, we could have been bigger i think if we had stayed more in tune with what the kids are into <laughs> i think we'd have to TikTok. do we care about likes on facebook at this point i, I don't I, it doesn't hurt we don't have an instagram that's probably hurting us i i, I don't do we do have instagram. a twitter which i don't know the login info for right i you can't currently log yeah into something it. weird happened so our, our social media presence is not in not in good shape <laughs> I, something happened. I don't know why, but my computer, uh, when I shut down and turn it back on one day, just out of nowhere, it, it always holds all my passwords and I never have to worry about it. I turned it back on. Everything had been, every single thing that I log into had to be re-logged into. Oh. No explanation. Well, And I don't have a password for our... <laughs> we'll have to reset it. Our podcast Twitter. All right, listeners. I think we've been on long enough. I hope you enjoyed this time loop. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Vandy Vaughn. And we're the Cypher Christian signing off. Goodbye. Goodbye.